Better and Longer with The Fitness Show, hosted by fitness expert, author, and TV personality, Fitz Kohler. She'll tell you why diets are dumb, supplements are snake oil, and the truth about how you can earn a lean, hard, pain-free, and athletic body. Now for our favorite bossy blonde, Fitz Kohler. Hi team, I'm Fitz Kohler, your fitness expert from fitness.com, and welcome to The Fitness Show. I am so happy to be back with you guys because you give me such good feedback on my podcast, and you know what? I'm down with that. I'm down for doing the things that give you, uh, what's the word, motivation to say nice things to me, and really, it's not even that. I mean, of course, saying nice things to me is always a very nice thing to do. But I truly love the fact that I publish a podcast and instantly I get comments that, wow, now I have something to do during my run tomorrow or I'm going to listen to you while I'm going on the long bike ride. So it makes me so happy to keep you company while you train because not only do I want to inform you, but I want to entertain you. And again, not like a, not like a clown or a comedian or whatever, but... I need that when I work out. I live for distractions, and of course I'm focused on my exercise, but I am the queen of getting on the treadmill with the TV on and reading a magazine while talking to someone on the phone if I'm going at a leisurely pace. I mean, I am that girl. So the fact that I can be there for you and help you get through you know, your training session in a more enjoyable way totally floats my boat, and we're actually going to talk about some sort of workout distractions, entertainment, go-to ideas when you're not feeling it, because we all have those days. Um, So that's kind of the theme of this podcast. But it really makes, makes me, makes me very, very happy that I can do that for you guys. So thanks for the feedback. And I put up a review button on my fitness page on Facebook And I have 30, I said, folks, if I've ever done anything nice for you or taught you something that you appreciate and value, go leave a review. And I've got, I think, 30 five-star reviews. So for all of you who have gone there and left me those reviews, I certainly appreciate it. And again, the moral of the story is not that I need you to say nice things about me, but I think the higher reviews my pages get, the more exposure I get to other people and the more people I get to help. And that really is... My complete selfish motivation is I want everybody. I want 100% of all the people on earth. I want to be able to help everybody get fitter and live longer, except for ISIS. Don't share my stuff with ISIS because, you know, they don't deserve it. Sorry, ISIS, you can't get fit with fits. Uh, But other than that, (laughs) you can share all of my stuff, my fitness pages and Instagram and and the exact formula for weight loss, of course. So I wanted to tell you guys, I don't think we've talked about my goat in a while. And my goat is a very hot topic in my life, and I share goat, my goat on social media. And so many of you have had questions about this goat, and I can't remember if I've mentioned him to you before on Facebook. So I historically have always asked my friends who are pregnant, and I say ask, I harass them because that's what I do. I say, you know, whatever gender your baby is, the name Fitz is a great name. You should totally name your baby Fitz. And I get the look of not a shot in hell lady. Uh, But yeah, some of my friends are kind enough to say, yeah, I'm going to put that in my my maybe list. (laughs) I don't think it's ever made a maybe list ever, ever, ever. 
However, my good friends Cheryl and John, they have a non-working farm. So John is a very successful plastic surgeon in my community, and Cheryl is his office manager and his wife. And they have two beautiful daughters, and we've been friends because our daughters did gymnastics together many years ago. And Cheryl, gosh, she's so sweet. She's so sweet. And we, for some reason, we always call each other sexy. No matter how unsexy we are, we're like, oh, that's very, very sexy. So she's sarcastic, and she's sweet. She's a great mom. They're both fantastic professionals. And uh, they were moving into a house, or John picked out a house he wanted to buy that she wasn't crazy about. And the story I get is that he convinced her to go for this house with property because he said, hey, if we get this house you can have goats. And apparently she always wanted goats. So on their property, about a third of it is dedicated to this non-working farm. And at this point, it has about 20 goats, has a donkey named Edie, and a mule named Scarlet, a big 100-pound pig named Chester. They got a whole bunch of chickens of various breeds. Ducks. There's a little kitty cat who had just showed up on the farm a couple, about a month or so ago with this horrible eye infection, but they've nursed it back to health. I believe that cat's name is Fiona. And um, what else do they have? I think that's it. They have, they have a dog, but the dog lives in their house. But anyways, they were uh, boasting about new goats being born soon. And I, I said, you know what? Fitz would make a great name for a goat. And uh, Cheryl said, I agree. And then in January, I got a message on Facebook with a photo attached from her husband, John, that said, I think Goat Fitz was born today. And I don't recall ever being so excited. I mean, through the roof, elated. And so there's a goat named after me. It's Goat Fitz. And he's beautiful. He's pure white with... um, I guess he's got a little bit of black around his eyes, but he is so, so handsome, and he's so sweet. So I meet this goat when he's, I go straight over there the day he's born, and he's in a shelter, a little, um, I don't know, like a manger type thing. He's in this little, what's the word for it? Um, It's a good time to get tongue-tied while recording a podcast, but a little closed-in area on the farm. It's not in a big barn, but it's got its own four walls. And so I peek in and I see him there. And they had had a few goats stillborn last year. So he's lying there so helpless. I thought, oh no, I hope he's not dying because he was that helpless. He was just born that day. So he's lying there, limp, white baby goat with his mom, Noel. And Noel's a sweetie pie. Um, so I didn't go in that day because I just didn't want to mess with a newborn. And I didn't want to stress out the mom either. But he was so sweet. So I visited the other animals, and then um, I came back probably the next day, and Cheryl was there, and I got to hold him. And he is, he was, and he still is the most cuddly goat on the entire planet. And so I was fairly um, low IQ on my goat knowledge when I got there. But now I know so much about goats, but he's... He's almost like a dog. And so I I started going there almost every day. Cheryl and John said that I had full access and I was welcome to come to the farm as often as I wanted, whenever. And so I took full advantage of that. It's about a five-minute drive from my house, maybe a little more, but well worth it. And so I can go there, let myself in, and just visit with the animals. And so 
I would go in and pick him up and just sit with him, and he'd fall asleep in my lap. And I'll tell you what, there's not much cuter than a baby goat asleep in your lap. And goats are all the rage. They It just happens to be I have this goat farm I have access to with a goat named after me, and goats are trendy. But he's, oh boy, he loves to cuddle. He'd just sit there, he'd rub his little head in my neck, and oh, the snuggles were incredible, and his cute little mess, and um, his mom has been very adorable, because she's a great mom, she follows GoFits around, and she really kind of grew to trust me, and I could see in her behaviors, you know, that first when I'd hold her, she'd meh a lot, meh, meh, put him down, but then she got accustomed to it, and then she would go away as long as I was with him. If I left, if I went to leave the farm, she'd come running back looking for him, like, oh no, your, your goat mother's not here. Don't leave him alone. So anyways, Fitz is a total sweet pea. And what I love is when I show up to the farm, pretty, I mean, maybe he was a few weeks old, but when I get there, the little cowbell rings and all the goats go running towards a communal area and the donkey and the pig and the, and the mule, they're all there. But they all make the noise, but Goat Fitz is the only one who comes out. So I'll go in, and he comes out to me, and I would just sit on the ground, and he'd sit in my lap. And then we'd play, and he's very smart. I got him to do some tricks, some chasing tricks, some spins, and he's very athletic. But he knows he's mine, and he knows I'm his, and the other goats know that too. And so we've always had a really sweet relationship, and I, I believe this goat loves me. I think he does, and looks forward to seeing me. And so what our deal was is I'd go sit by this ramp. They have a little barn where they keep the food, and there's a ramp up to it because Cheryl was stepping out of it and practically broke her ankle. So they made a ramp, but the ramp was perfect for sitting. So I could go sit there, and he'd sit on my lap, and he'd, he'd kind of swirl around me, and he likes to ram me, but he likes to ram everything. So, you know, just little goat play. And we'd have a wonderful time. Well, the problem with him is that he's a billy goat. He's not just a goat. He's not a girl. Most of the goats out there are girls. And so within a few months, Fitz, goat Fitz, became a freaky sex fiend. And goats apparently have very high libidos. Oh, and ducks too. The amount of duck, I'm going to call it duck rape out there, is not cool. Because these ducks go after the other ones and jump on their back. And the poor little girl duck does not appreciate it at all. She's not having a good time. But the um, the boy ducks are very, very aggressive. But anyway, so Fitz is trying to have freaky sex with all the goats. And that's not okay because they don't want a hundred goats. They want to just have the goats that they have. And Fitz can't keep his mind off of that. And so he is now relegated to the billy goat pen, which is, there's one big billy goat in the pen, which is huge. It's bigger than my house, the area they have to play or to hang out, but it's, um, Rocky is his name. Rocky's the giant billy goat. He's probably about a hundred pounds. He's got these massive, beautiful horns that are just stunning and fun and fabulous to look at. But Rocky's been in that pen because he is also a freaky sex fiend. And in fact, anytime one of the other female goats comes to the fence where he is, he starts sticking his tongue out and I can't make the noise, but it's really funny. Apparently that tongue thing they do means I want to get it on with you. So Rocky does that and now 
Fitz, I went, I showed up at the farm looking for him one day, expecting him to come, and I'm yelling, Fitz, Fitz, and he doesn't come to where I am, and I think, oh no, a coyote got him. No, apparently he was getting it on, trying to get it on with his mom, and so the family decided, that's gross, no thanks, and so Fitz is now in the pen with Rocky, and it's inconvenient because I want to sit on the ramp with him, and we no longer have the ramp. But um, he's, he's separated from his mom, which is sad, because they still love each other, and it's really cute. She goes up to the fence, and she and Fitz will kind of cuddle and chat. It's adorable. And he's not a tiny baby goat anymore, but he's he's still a little goat. And then there's Rocky, who's huge. And I used to be afraid of Rocky because he's intimidating, but he just desperately wants to be loved. And so when I used to sit on the ramp, he would stick his head through the fence and go, this desperate meh and um he just wanted us to come pet him and so now I go in there with Rocky and I Rocky's very demanding of my attention and um it's sad because Fitz wants to sit on my lap and Rocky is jealous so he will ram Fitz off of my lap and I'm hoping not to ever get um hurt <laughs> in that situation I've had my hand hit and so forth but um they're they're beautiful. I'm I'm really falling for both of these billy goats. So Fitz is, of course, I already love him, but now I love Rocky. And what's super cute is um, I would worry about Fitz being rammed by Rocky because when Rocky was jealous of Fitz getting my attention, he'd come over and ram him and kind of send him flying a little bit. But now they do this cool guy billy goat play where they they stand up on their hind legs and then they boom crash heads and. Um, Rocky's way bigger than Fitz, and he could definitely, definitely hurt Fitz, but he doesn't want to. He's being kind of cool Uncle Rocky in the pen, and uh, I don't know. I like it. I wish they would both stop being freaky sex goats, because then they could go play with all of the other goats, um, but I don't think that's going to happen, and I've encouraged John and Cheryl to perhaps get the female goats all IUDs, or put them on the pill, or perhaps put some condoms in the corner of the barn, if you know what I'm saying, so they could all live in harmony and the billy goats don't have to be separated. Um, but so far, we haven't found of any good, reasonable goat contraception. So, dang it. Uh, but it is heaven out there. I tell you, with the chaos of life, um, and for me, sometimes it's travel and sometimes it's just, you know, being, the, the you know, an attentive mother. But... I go out on the farm and it's just quiet and peaceful and my favorite thing in the world is to have some dirt in my fingernails so I get that I get I just get the love of the animals and I get dirt in my nails I often get poop on my shoes and um, sometimes the goats will pee on my ankles and it's amazing it really is <laughs> it's wonderful and they all have these really cute personalities you know the donkey is there to take care of the other animals she's the protector and she is. She is bossy. You know how I am bossy? Edie is even bossier than I am. So she's in charge of everybody. And she's even in charge of me. And she will demand for you to rub her big donkey head. And you better believe when she wants you to rub her donkey head, you're going to rub the donkey head. And God forbid you show up with carrots or something. She's going to hound you until you give them all to her. Um, the pig Chester is the sweetest. I mean, who knew pigs were so adorable? I think George Clooney used to have a big pig. 
and oh my gosh, it's like a dog. He wants to have his belly rubbed. He rolls on his side. He's got the cute little snort snort. Um, he does like to lie in the mud. Oh, he's so sweet. And then there's a skittish mule. So the mule came to the farm because she was supposed to watch the cattle on their cattle farm. And uh, she did that. But then when there was baby cows born, um, Scarlet the mule was mean to the baby cows, got aggressive. So they brought her over to this um, non-working farm, but she's skittish. She's afraid of everybody. And so she's kind of warming up to us, but it's really funny. She looks like a horse. I think a mule is, uh, it's like a horse dad and a donkey mom or the, or the reverse, but she's a big old horse looking creature and she wants to hide. So she will hide. She will put her face behind a skinny tree with her whole big old mule body sticking out the other side. And she thinks, she thinks we can't see her. So, um, it's hysterical. It's just such a nice place to be. So, you know, I really appreciate the opportunity to be out there. I think of all the times I paid five bucks to bring my kids into a petting zoo for three minutes, and now I have full access to a farm and animals anytime I want. It's, um, it is pretty awesome stuff. And a few weeks ago, I was there when one of the baby goats was born. So there was two goats born on a Monday. I show up on Tuesday, another goat had a baby. And I forget, there's twins. It's Otis, and I forget what Otis's twin sister's name. But then there's a baby, the one that I saw was born. They call her Daisy, but I call her Kofifi. <laughs> because remember, Donald Trump tweeted that funny word. Uh, that was the day. So um, her name is Daisy, and she's very soft and sweet, but the kids and I call her Kofifi. So we'll see which sticks. But hopefully no, none of the boy goats have... Um, freaky sex with Kofifi because she's just a little thing and anyways goat sex and duck sex we have talked about a lot of sex and in fact I think we should talk about human sex in a um episode soon so is this something you could look forward to I've certainly burned up a lot of time talking about the farm but I post pictures all the time and everyone inquires and they're wonderful animals and I'm so proud of goat fits and I can't wait for him to be I mean I'm not wishing the days away kind of like any old mother you want to keep your little ones little but he still jumps in my lap he still jumps in my lap he's six months old so I wonder when he's a big old billy goat like Rocky if he's still going to jump in my lap he's going to be 100 pounds with these crazy horns and I think I'm going to still be the goat mommy not the goat mother I think I'm going to be the goat mommy and he's going to sit in my lap and it's going to be great so um so there I think I've shared all the important stuff about the farm, but I'll keep you posted on that. I also want to talk about, you know, I put success stories on my website, fitness.com, and fitness.com is basically an online magazine. If you haven't been there, you read tons of articles. It's news you can use today to become more fit. Thousands of articles already on the site from any subject you want to learn about, so you can just hit the search button, go search recipes or, you know, how did, how did Chris Hemsworth get in shape for the movie Thor or, I don't know, training tips or date ideas, uh, active date ideas. There's tons of articles on there. But I love success stories, and I think that really is one of the things that um, resonates with you all because there's me telling you the exact formula for weight loss works. Trust me, if you do what I say or do what I tell you to do, you'll get where you want to go, and that's true. Sometimes you need tangible evidence. You want to look at a person who said, oh, okay, this person actually followed that formula and had tremendous success. 
And so the latest feature is of Ross Jones, and he's lost 100, and I believe it's 65 pounds. It was 160 when we interviewed him, but he was at 350 pounds, and now he's just below 185 pounds, and he was pre-diabetic. He was an alcoholic at one point. He was a smoker. He had basically every bad health habit you could have. And now he is a guy who eats healthy, and he and he picked up inline skating in his 60s, and he runs races. He's the dream. He's the poster boy of, yeah, you can turn your life around, and wow, look at what you can accomplish if you choose. And, and so please go read Ross's success story article. It's on the cover of fitness.com, and, you know, I don't care what state you're at. Where you, wherever you are right now, you can go achieve this wacky dream you have of becoming the fit guy or fit girl and go run an Ironman or go compete in a professional ballroom dancing competition. Really, you get to choose who you want to be and what you want to do. All it requires is a decision and, you know, some work, some smarts and some work. And so I provide you with all the smarts. You don't have to do any guesswork when it comes to our, our uh, client-trainer relationship. I'm giving you the tools to achieve your weight, and I'm giving you the workouts. If you join the Hottie Body Fitness Challenge, I tell you every damn day what to do when it comes to exercise. All you got to do is do it. So be disciplined. Be aggressive. Be bold. You know, go listen a few uh, episodes ago, and you'll learn about the BHAG, a big, hairy, audacious goal that everyone's setting for themselves. And I got Michael Jones. He's he was originally wanted to lose 50 pounds by his 45th birthday. Well, he crushed that so early that he's changed it to 70 pounds by his 45th birthday, which is just around the corner right now. And he tacked on that he wanted to run the Marine Corps Marathon. He's a Navy veteran, and that is a, um, a big deal for him. So, you know, that's a BHAG. That's a BHAG. What's yours? I hope you've, I hope you've established that and you're working towards it. So... There's a couple things. I went through, um, I don't know, this phase this week. And I'll start by saying I am never the girl that says, oh, I'm fat. Boy, do I know I'd be delusional. I am not fat at all, and that would be annoying. Wouldn't that drive you crazy if I complained about that? But I do feel icky sometimes. This was one of those icky weeks where um, I, I basically, I think I needed a spray tan. I was just pale and I wasn't putting on makeup and my hair was a mess and I did nothing about it. I just was walking around feeling gross and feeling gross I just felt like I look like hell and I actually felt like I had gained 35 pounds. Now of course I did not. I probably gained zero pounds but I was just in that state where I thought ugh I'm gross. I don't want anyone to see me and I was putting on ball caps to hide my face in a bun and, and eyeglasses and wearing hoodies, you know, just wanting to slither away and not be um, seen. I didn't want to go to the grocery store. So I am assuming I'm not the only person on the planet that goes through that. And so let's make a game plan so we don't let those days turn into weeks, turn into months, because that could really mess with our psyche. And my plan that really worked wonders is I went and got the spray tan. I did that yesterday, and now shockingly, I feel like I'm the appropriate weight and I don't feel nasty and I don't need to wear a hat. And, you know, life is <laughs> full of cherries right now. 
So what's your game plan? You got to have one of those. Find out what is the thing that brings you down and move forward. And, and so I was working on myself. What could I have done differently? And, and I think it really was the spray tan for me. I just needed to go do that. Um, but maybe there's an outfit you have, a go-to outfit that always feels good. Maybe there's friends you hang out with or men. Get a damn haircut. Oh, that sounded kind of rude, but women, we can get away with not having a haircut for a while, especially if we have long hair. The longer your hair, the less often you really need the haircut because the changes aren't that dramatic. You probably wouldn't know if I got my haircut every six weeks or every six months. You just probably wouldn't know. I keep it healthy, and I actually do get it cut every or trimmed every two months, but I'm a guy... If your hair is short, you need to take care of it every two to three weeks or you're going to start looking or feeling like a mess. And so men, maybe it's a haircut. Maybe it's a quick shave. Maybe you go get a spray tan. Maybe you have some clothes that feel good or shoes you like to wear. I don't know. I think there's something damn good about my cowboy boots. In fact, that's what I should have done. I should have worn my cowboy boots because they always make me feel fantastic. Um, but come up with that plan. And girls, you know what it's like. Maybe you need to get your roots done. Maybe you just need to, um, I don't know, maybe you need to curl your hair. Maybe you need to go get new lipstick. But, you know, it's it's human nature to have moments of, uh, I don't know, feeling less than your best. And I'm certainly not immune to that. But I've made my plan. I thought, well, I just can't let that go. I don't know why I needed a spray tan, but I did. I just, and I'm so fair too. I am that fair, fair Irish girl. And I think it just, I felt like it look, sucked the life out of me and I had no makeup that looked good. I mean, the whole thing, Fitz Kohler was gross and yucky for a good six day period. I don't know if anyone else thought I looked gross and yucky, but I felt that way. And so I should have jumped on it sooner instead of just kind of hiding out. And so make a plan. Try not to allow the I'm feeling gross thing get you down. Again, a haircut, a special outfit. You may have the go-to outfit, feeling gross. Get up and, and, and put the clothes on and go to the cool place. Or maybe it's the workout. But, but find something because um, letting that linger too long could lead to problems. I, I do believe that. So I am no longer hiding out in a hoodie and a hat and dark sunglasses in the grocery store. Thank goodness. And then the other thing that we get caught up on is crappy days. Sometimes we just have a crappy days and it has nothing to do with our appearance, but sometimes we just feel bad or we don't want to work out. And so what do you do to compensate when, oh, you don't want to go to the gym or you don't want to do the angry ups I've assigned? Well, there are alternatives, and it's good to have those on standby in your bag of tricks just in case you hit that wall. And mine, I've got a few go-tos because I actually have a gym in my house. So I have a treadmill here. I have a elliptical. I have a new step. I have a bicycle. I've got kickboxing equipment. I've got uh, all the strength training, the BOSUs, the kettlebells, you name it. I've got no excuses. But there literally have been days where I've gone in the gym and I've started, I put my boxing gloves on, wrap my hands, put my gloves on, start hitting the bag. Oh, I feel like I got bricks in my gloves. So then I got screw it. And I take the gloves off, take the wraps off, get on the treadmill, start walking or running. Oh, I feel like I got bricks in my shoes. So I know that I've got something that's just holding me back. So alternatives 
on those days, and we're all entitled to those days on occasion, are a few, there's a few go-tos for me. Number one, there's Just Dance, and you can use really any dancing games, but we have a Wii U game console, whether you got Xbox or Nintendo, I don't, I don't, I guess Nintendo makes Xbox, but anyways, a game console, if you've got a dancing program, some of them are really fun and can really help you get some huffing, puffing, and sweating up. So that's a nice alternative, and, I, and I'll do it alone, but I'll also drag my kids into it. Hey, let's do this together, and now we're interacting, and I feel like a super mom. We're spending quality time, and we're encouraging each other to dance, and my kids don't know I'm doing it for fitness. They just think I'm being fun mom. But a dance, a game console is a really, really good alternative to days where you don't want to do quote-unquote official exercise-y things. The other thing I do is um, I'll get, go to the pool with my kids. So if you have access to that, I try to lean on things that feel like playtime. And so just heading in the pool and we play Marco Polo and we play chase games and we play let's drown each other games, which we're not really trying to drown each other, but it feels like that. But if I spend two hours in the pool thrashing around with my 12-year-old son that's now me way bigger than me, I'm getting some good exercise that I can feel good about. And then the other option I do is I like to go for walks and go for hikes. So my dog, she deserves it. And and I'm working on getting her out every night for, you know, we do a mile and a half together. Sometimes we'll go further. So if I were using that dog walk as my exercise for today, I would go further. Or I would just go hiking in the woods. Um, I never go hiking in the woods alone because I never want to be the girl who's chopped up and left. I don't ever want a Dateline special based on me. Uh, but yeah, so I grab friends and I go for hiking in the woods. We've got some cool trails here in Gainesville. We've got one infested with alligators called Lachua Trail. So again, I don't go down that one alone, but it sure is fun and it's just distracting. And sometimes we need that. When we got bricks in our shoes and bricks in our boxing gloves, we have to find alternatives. And so make a game plan for that. Oh, basketball. I love playing basketball with my son and my daughter, too. She's ridiculous like I am. We're terrible together. But we have a really good time. We have a tetherball set up in my front yard. That's a good opportunity for exercise. So just, just make a list of your top 10 alternative activities on the days where you got bricks in your gloves. And we'll just we'll keep it on that. Even if you're not a kickboxer or a former kickboxer, Let's let's call it the days when you got bricks in your gloves. What you gonna do? You gotta go do something, and I know you wanna do something. So make that list for me, would ya? And then send it to me. Share your list. Share it on my fitness Facebook page. Send it to me via Twitter, via Instagram. Put it on the Hottie Body Fitness Challenge page. What are your alternative activities? Because when you share your ideas, you're gonna start other people's uh, minds or brains put them in motion so they maybe will follow suit. Maybe they'll copy your ideas as well. And you know what? Because I'm very human, maybe I'll steal your ideas too. So lay them on me. And while we're talking about that, um, the way I started the podcast, we were talking about distractions. And it's interesting. I mean, there's all these trains of thought, but I've heard, you know, various trainers say, no, you should... You should not even listen to music when you're exercising. You should only focus on the exercise. Uh, maybe. You know, when you're fighting and someone's trying to knock you unconscious, yeah, that's a good time to focus on the task at hand, and I always did. 
I always did. I wasn't reading a magazine while um, while fighting or listening to a book on tape. But you bet your butt when I'm on the stepper, I'm desperately searching for things to keep me occupied. So use them. Don't feel bad about it. I listen and read and look and I keep my senses very occupied, especially while doing cardio. Um, so don't feel bad, especially... As, not only is it often not a detriment to your workout, but it will often help you go further, help you go faster, because when your mind's on other things, you tend to forget about the hard work you're doing. You tend to forget about the the pain or the burden of, of a monotonous activity. I mean, at the end of the day, left foot, right foot, left foot, right foot, where, whether you're on a stepper or a treadmill or the road, can, can get boring. Um, so I love setting up a TV show. I love having TV to watch while I'm on a cardio machine because it just keeps me entertained. And often I'll go further or longer than planned to stick it out and watch the end of the show. So that's, that's a nice gift. Or I've utilized Netflix. I have that on my cell phone and my iPad. So I will get on a cardio machine just because I want to watch more. I have, I've had, uh, when I was catching up on the original first few seasons of The Walking Dead, I think I must have been on the treadmill for 25 hours one week because I was desperate to watch the show. And I made a personal rule that I wasn't going to watch the show unless I was on the treadmill or, or doing a stepper or whatever. So I, I exercised a lot more. So really having something like that could encourage you to do more than planned and just, you know, keep you happy while you're doing it as well. Um, I love reading. So magazines, books, it, you can go to the library and get large print books, large print magazines if you need it. I don't seem to need that yet, and I'm actually at the point where I can read a magazine running up to seven miles per hour. It's kind of like that bug flying off the windshield thing, you know, where the bug hits your windshield and you wonder, you know, when is it going to fly off the windshield? And you watch your speedometer go, and when you hit that certain speed, boom, the, the bug goes. That's my... Um, that's the speed my eyes can manage. I'm at reading is up to seven miles per hour. I'm good. The second I hit 7.1, the bug flies off the window and I can no longer see the words. Uh, but yeah, magazines, go get the large print if you need to, or get an audiobook. You can get memberships, I believe, to kind of a Kindle, Amazon club where you get certain amount of books to download and listen to per year. However, if you get a public library card, not only can you get free books, but they offer free digital downloads. And I think that's an, a genius thing to do. I first started really using the library when I had kids, and I would go in and get 50 books at a time because the kids are so cute. I would read, I'd probably read them 10 books per meal. It was just me sitting there reading them whatever stories over and over and over again while they ate lunch or dinner because you know what? conversations limited with a three and five year old or a two and four year old so reading was was a great choice and I would get 50 books we'd pile plow through them I'd bring them back at 50 more and this is one of the other thought processes is whether you're renting or you own you are paying taxes for the public library which I think is a, a nicety right it's a nicety I'm not big on taxing the citizens of our country I think we're taxed enough and overtaxed however if I'm paying for the library, 
I'm going to use them. I know I'm paying for roads, I'm paying for education, I'm paying for other things. I'm using those resources. Why let your tax dollars go to waste? If you're paying for the library, go use it. Go get the book, go sit and have a leisurely day reading a magazine, go do the arts, arts and crafts classes with your families if they offer those activities, and get online and download these digital audiobooks. And uh, that's a really nice thing to do. You can take them outdoors. You can go running and listen to a story. You can, I don't know, you can weightlift and do it. So uh, I think that's an excellent choice. Obviously, podcasts are a genius creation. Clearly, the fitness show is the best of the best of the best podcasts on the planet. Obviously. But I only produce about one one of blah. I only produce about one a week. And so look for others. Look for others if you're a runner and you love the running podcast. There's a Mickey Milers. There's a Be Our Guest podcast or Lizards. There's uh, Marathon Runs with Suman. There's Not Real Runners with John Beale and Sarah. John, And they're really funny. They talk about life as a back of the packer and they dress in funny costumes and they really make the most of every race. They are not trying to be fast. They are not trying to be serious. Do not listen to them if you are looking for serious hardcore training advice. Listen to them if you want to hear great race, great race recaps and learn how to make crazy costumes and really enjoy the race experience. So there's a bunch of options. There's comedians who have their own podcast. I'm a political news junkie, so I listen to that. <gasps> have you listened to Dr. Laura? Dr. Laura Schlesinger? Oh, my Lord. She, she's worse than I am. And so I... I own the fact that I'm very abrasive sometimes. And if you especially go back to, you know, the podcast where I'm talking about how stupid supplements are, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, I've got, she, I've got nothing on this woman. She is very smart and very, in many regards, but oh my gosh, she's very aggressive and she is quick and um, brutal. So there's a great variety of things to listen to. Listen to all that and get a killer musical playlist because sometimes you're going to need that. Sometimes you're going to need a fast, aggressive beat. You're going to need ACDC screaming thunderstruck in your ear or Pitbull making you shake your booty. So, of course, music is the gold standard when it comes to fitness entertainment. But there's a lot of other options. And besides the ones I just provided, Lean on a friend, bring people in, take a class, listen to an instructor. There are a zillion forms of distraction that will get you to do what you need to do. And that's really the deal is, uh, can you multitask? Do you need to multitask? You know, is there a, a work output? I'll read a lot of research while I'm on a cardio machine. That's actually something that's quite useful for me as a businesswoman. However, sometimes I just need some fun. I need, I need my workout to be a little more entertaining and that's where these options come in. So, uh, you know, there's some ideas. Please share yours with us. And I say us, meaning me, plus all the other people who listen to the podcast and uh, participate in my fitness page and the Hottie Body Fitness Challenge, because you all have great ideas. And I am not the only idea maker. I know. So um, having said that, I really appreciated going for that run with you or the bike ride, et cetera, et cetera. It makes me so, so happy to work out with you. So if I, if you are stinky right now and you are sweaty and you are huffing and puffing and you are glad that I've stopped talking so you can stop moving, 
congratulations. You've done an extraordinary thing. What a killer workout. Please take a picture instantly and upload your sweaty selfie. Hashtag fitness. I want to see it. And um, yeah, I hope you guys are having a great summer. Don't forget, stick around, listen to my noisy partner, Rudy Novotny, tell you guys about my morning mile school running program. Follow me at fitness on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, etc., etc., etc. And for now, all I gotta say is get to work. Bye, everybody. Hi, this is Rudy Novotny, the voice of America's marathons. We all love how much running has benefited every aspect of our lives, so much so that most of us only wish we'd started sooner. Wouldn't it be wonderful to give the opportunity to children of today? Well, you can. The Morning Mile is a before-school walking and running program that gives children the chance to start each day in an active way while enjoying fun, music, and friends. That's every child, every day. It's also supported by a wonderful system of rewards, which keeps students highly motivated and frequently congratulated. Created by our favorite fitness expert, Fitz Kohler, morning milers across the country have run over 2 million miles and are having greater success with academics, behavior, and sports because of it. The morning mile is free to the child, free to the school, and is inexpensively funded by businesses or generous individuals. Help more kids get moving in the morning by visiting morningmile.com. Champion the program at your favorite school or find out more about sponsorship opportunities. That's morningmile.com. Long may you run.